Hi there, I'm Diego Villegas, and welcome to the Amplifying Persistence podcast. This podcast serves as a platform for college students to share their stories, navigating through institutions of higher education. Today, we'll be talking with Michelle Alvarez. Michelle has recently graduated from Cal State East Bay with a degree in liberal studies. Michelle is breaking many boundaries and is making her family proud as she is the first in her family to go to and graduate from college. On her journey to become a teacher, Michelle has learned firsthand the importance of housing, peer support, and communication for students navigating through college, especially during a pandemic. Now, on to my conversation with Michelle. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you, Diego? I'm good as well. Thanks for asking. So to start off, do you mind introducing yourself for our audience? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, my, hi everyone, my name is Michelle, and um, I would consider myself, I don't know, like, um, I don't know, I'm 23 years old, I'm Latina, and I, I love learning new things and I love nature and I love teaching. I think that teaching is something that I want to pursue and continue helping people with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, What are you majoring in to get there? Yeah. um, This semester I'm actually graduating from East Bay, Cal State University of East Bay, uh, liberal studies. So that's what I um, am going to graduate this this spring. Cool. Congrats. Um, Where did this passion for teaching come from? Um, you know, I used to, when I was growing up, when I was in uh, kindergarten or in elementary, I would always like observe my teachers and just look at them. And I don't know, I just thought they were so pretty and so beautiful and inspiring. So I always thought like, man, one day I just, I want to be like that. I want to help people. And I knew that I, as I grew older, you know, your perspective changes, but I didn't know how exactly I wanted to teach students. But I just, I guess I always um, stood what is it called? Like I just stood um, with that mentality that I want to help people. And so that's, I was just, yeah, teaching was my route, like not nursing. I didn't want to be around blood. I didn't want to be a doctor because I just felt that wasn't for, for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, What qualities of your teachers inspired you? You know, it was just a lot of different things. I think it was the way they, they talked to you in the sense of like giving you personal experiences and as well as teaching you as their job, you know, cause they have a certain, um, what is it called? Like they have to follow certain things to teach students. So they did that. But at the same time, I had teachers who were just really went out, out of their way to teach, to talk to you and be like a mentor and be supportive of decisions that you wanted to make in your life. I remember I, when I was applying for colleges. This is when I lived in Southern California. Um, I was in between going to a university or a community college. And I was telling one of my, um, my other teachers, I was like, Hey, like I got accepted here, but I think I'm just going to go to a community college. And she said, no, I think you should try to go to the four year institution rather than the community college, because you have a better chance of you know, just just exploring different things and having more of the college experience versus if you go to like a community. But she didn't say it was bad. 
she was just more rooting for me to go to a four-year institution. Yeah, that's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you want to teach? Or like, do you know what subject or grade you want to you want to go into? Um, I want to teach. I didn't know where to start, but I think I'm just going to start off with elementary for now. Um, I heard I can also go back because I was also thinking of doing like middle school or high school. Um, so maybe later on I can go to middle school, high school, or even, you know, university. I just know I want to teach something. Yeah, that's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned your teacher who pushed you to go to a four-year institution. Could you tell me a little bit more about that? So I had her as a freshman in high school, and I went to volunteer with her as a senior in high school. So I told her, hey, you know, can I get some um, experience or some volunteer hours with you in your, in your freshman class? So this was the AVID. I don't know if you're familiar with AVID, the AVID program. And I've been in AVID since like middle school and high school. So I knew exactly what um, they wanted out of the tutor, or the tutors there. So that's when I, you know, I worked with her for a year. She was, you know, she was just very supportive of me. And, and um, yeah, she was just really good. I really loved talking to her and sharing my personal experiences with her and just, um, that's when I when I was applying for colleges and she she told me that she kind of guided me from there yeah yeah I love that um could you tell me a little bit more about AVID I'm not really familiar with them yes so AVID stands for Advancement via Individual Determination and it's a and it's like it's it's supposed to be for students who who are geared to going to college so this program focuses on making like gearing students to going you know to go to college to have to pursue that four-year degree and look at me I'm over here going to graduate so um it, it focuses on organization having um like keeping notes they um they have every Tuesday and Thursdays they would have like tutoring so which means you have like a um in this piece of paper for instance you would write your question, if you had a question in science or math or whatever, you write it down and you're going to fill, and during that class time, what you do is you go up on the board and there's a group of students. So you write down your question and everybody helps each other with the, you know, you go around. And if I have a math question, it's going to help me, you know, for whatever, if I have a test or a quiz coming up, um, it's going to definitely help me do better and and yeah, that's that's what I would do. Oh, and we would also do field trips to colleges. Um, we would go to different campuses. Uh, what else did we do? Yeah, and volunteering. We would also do volunteering. Yeah, mm-hmm. they really hope to gain that experience and knowledge about college. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Yes. Um, and you were a part of this program since middle school? Yeah, I was there six, yeah, middle school to high school. Oh, cool. I love that. Um, how, how do they influence your perceptions of college? Um, I, I, I definitely, you know, personally, I feel that you hear just go to college so much that it's kind of like, you have to just do it, you know, (laughs) but no, regardless, the experience definitely did, um, like they're just pushing you, they're organized, you know, you just see a lot of inspiration. Like everybody is just really driven in the class you have, you know, you're going to different campuses you're talking to different students um so it's kind of just like adding to to the to the you know to the idea like I have to go to college like this this is you know like to have a a better future that's what it was kind of embedded in you Mm -hmm. 
Um, was that yeah. embedded in you since the beginning or like more through Avid? You know, it's a combination of both. I feel that my being an Avid and just my parents as well, you know, you always hear go to go to college, go to the university, um, you'll have a better education. So in a way, I, I, I didn't have a problem with going, you know, to, to university or college because I, I, in reality, I was like, I don't have much experience elsewhere in, in this, you know, like, I don't really know much. So I was like, I need to focus on something where I can get some kind of income. I'm not saying it's the only way because it's, it's, it's not, but I, I definitely felt that that was for me, that college was for me. And even, yeah, I'm kind of going off topic, but yeah, that's what, um, I wanted to make my parents proud as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did your parents go to college? No, they didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you feel being the first in your family to go to college? It's pretty exciting. It's like, I, I can't believe it. I'm really happy. And, and I know there's a lot more to achieve, but it's definitely a beginning um and I'm just like oh my god this is actually happening I can't I can't believe it (laughs) yeah yeah it's a pretty big accomplishment to like be there and see that you made it yeah what did your parents tell you or like what would your parents tell you about college they'd be like you need to go to school because if you don't go to school (laughs) you're not gonna have like you know like what are you gonna do with your future and you know you're gonna have money you can't depend on anybody you can't depend on men or nobody to really so I've had the mentality like you you have to really get yourself out there and and just try your best and do what you can to make a living so you know everything is really expensive and so especially here in California so I'm like I even though teaching you know doesn't make you know I'm not going to make like what a doctor makes or, or a lot but it's what I wanted to do and that's what I want to do you know so I want to do something that's going to make me happy for for the rest of my time teaching. And that doesn't mean I can't learn something else. I could always go back and, and you know, take another few classes and get specialized in something. Like I said, maybe become a middle schooler or a high school teacher. Or if I want to go into a different realm of um, who knows, like, you know, like, cosmetology or real estate whatever which is are also other sources of income I think that's really good to just have don't depend on just one thing always have different options available for you yeah that's really important um I Mm -hmm. wanted to navigate to your transition or your experience transitioning into college and into East Bay um could you tell me about what that experience was like for you maybe like once you got admitted like how did you feel Mm -hmm. you know yeah um, I remember I was already, I had completed everything at Chabot and I was like, okay, I need to, I live in here and I lived in the Oakland Hay- Hayward area. So I wanted something, a campus, which had my major and was convenient for com- commute and all that stuff. I, I wasn't really into the whole like fanciness of campuses or whatever. Um, but yeah, I felt that Cal, Cal State was a good option for me just because It was obviously, like I said, for location, convenient-wise. And I just remember, I just, it was time, it was the times where you had, like, how can I say it? You had to, um, like, they just told me, this is a time to apply. So I, you know, I got on, I didn't waste my time on other applications. I paid my admission fee and, you know, I I applied and, yeah, it wasn't that bad. It it was kind of simple because um, it tells you, like, what you need. It has, like, a little green 
like a green thing where it tells you what you need, what you need to complete, and you just go from there and it tells you, it sends you an email, oh, okay, um, you need this, this, this. Like it gives you kind of like a list of things. Um, I know that at the time, obviously COVID wasn't um, existent when I applied, but I feel that it is a lot difficult more for students who, you know, cannot go to campus, can't go to those resources because like my sister, she started when COVID hit, she started Chabot College and I kind of, I had to really remember, I was like, why don't I remember? But I really tried helping her as much as I could. And I remember when I applied at Chabot, like I, I went almost every week on campus because I went to the, what are they called? They have like these little, you know, the centers where they help you they're like little centers but I would go there and I would always ask for help because I, I really didn't understand the application and it's just harder for students now right now with COVID but yeah yeah um could you tell me about Chabot and your experience there yes so I started in 2016 2016 and I missed a semester because I had just moved here and I didn't have all my requirements um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed Chabot. I think it was a really nice, beautiful campus and, you know, you, you, you get there, you do your classes, you leave. I didn't really join any sports or any clubs. Um, I didn't really know a lot of people either. Um, I feel like maybe the campus, I don't know, needs to become more social. I don't know. It, it, it just makes me feel very, it made me feel very... I'm not trying to speak bad about it, neither. It's just I, I, I just felt like it was just come and go, come and go. And I, I really enjoy having, um, you know, interaction with people and being just, you know, very social. I'm a very social person, so it, it, it was different for me. Yeah. Were you able to find that social aspect at CSU East Bay? Um, a little bit more, yes. A little bit more. I feel that um, a lot of the times, like before COVID, they did have activities like outside, they had like sports and clubs and they were more of announcing themselves but I don't know I really don't know because I remember when I was going to another Cal State in Southern California they just had a lot of more activities to do and they had like snow days where they would actually bring snow from I don't know where but they would bring snow and they had like Halloween fest and it was you know Halloween fest and then they had just like little mini concerts happening outside the campus so I know it varies from campus to campus but I I really just enjoy having that socialness and just being like oh my god like let's go to the Halloween fest oh my god let's go over here too um you know they're having these oh I remember too they also had because I attended a summer program they had these so Monday to Friday it was a one-month program and during that one-month program Monday to Friday you're going to your classes because I, I didn't um, pass one of the uh, entry tests, entry exams to get in there. So they're like, well, you can come to the campus, but you need to come for one month and live on campus. So I was like, yeah, of course. So Monday to Friday, English, language arts, I mean, English and math. And then Saturdays and Sundays, it would they would be dedicated to like clubs and programs. And just in the nights, you could go out and have like, like dance, you know, like they would put music. So I thought that was really interesting because I, I feel that, you know, that's very important, not just come and go, come and go, and no, and no kind of interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, it's really amazing that you had that opportunity to go on campus uh, one month before, even though it was for school. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really great that you had the opportunity to like get to know what the campus was like, what, like get to know more people, get to know professors. That's really amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what was the transition like for you? I know you mentioned that one month period, but um, overall, like what was easy, what was difficult, um, what stood out to you, anything like that? The transition to Cal State East Bay, it wasn't really hard for me. It it wasn't difficult adjusting because, like I said, I already had a kind of Chabot experience and the other university before. Um, so I didn't really struggle in that aspect. I knew that what I, I was here to, to, you know, do good in my classes, get all my classes through. That was my main purpose and goal. And just like your job, you know, you're here to work, come and go. And I mean, like I said, it would be nice if there was more like um, clubs and stuff or more things that you can do. But it wasn't that bad for me. Yeah, that's good. Um, Academically, how did you find the transition to be? Yeah, at first, it was like a little bit more challenging. I'm like, oh, my goodness, the classes are a little bit more different, you know, more challenging here. Um. But I, I mean, I, I didn't search for, I didn't need to go to tutoring or anything. I didn't have, I don't have your typical math and science classes as others because I know I struggle with math and science. And I think, you know, tutoring is essential in that case because if you want to become whatever, a, chem, a chemical engineer or whatever. But yeah, I didn't really, it was more of like English writing, um, humanities, philosophy. Um, so I I joined a program. It's called Excel as well. They have also guided me like a second counselor. Her name is Veronica, and she was always quick to just email me and, and t- like let me know of my progress in terms of anything, in terms of um, scholarships or how, or if I was failing a class, she would be like, oh, I see you're failing one of, you're not doing so good in one of your classes okay and then I would talk to her but she said what are your solutions what are your steps now and I said oh well I don't know for instance right now I'm not doing so good in one of my philosophy classes and she was concerned and I was you know I'm stressing now me and my I have a few colleagues that I know and we're just all um we have a group chat so we text and we're just like "I, I don't know like she's we tell each other, like, this is very difficult. Like, she's not being fair. She's not cooperating or, or trying to put her part because, you know, she was claiming that she doesn't know how to do a few things on Blackboard or, or on Zoom. And so then she gets frustrated, but she doesn't understand that we're also frustrated. So it just it's just like she wants us to understand her, but she's not understanding us. So then I reached out to one of the department, get to the department, um, like the department, people and they talked to her and then yeah they talked to her and then she talked to me and then they weren't going to do anything about it so it was just it was just crazy um but so far I'm just trying to pass and not have like hopefully this class is not the reason why I don't graduate (laughs) it sounds pretty bad I know but I'm really just trying to pass this class and graduate because yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um, how did you find the other counselor? Like, how did you get connected with them? Uh, the one from Excel, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, so at, okay, that's a good question. Um, so the reason I found out was because that just reminded me that when I applied to Cal State East Bay, they were having this like school fair. So in that school fair, you go in and then they have like food and I think it was like orientation. Yeah, orientation. You go and then they they have like different rooms. You follow this roadmap. They give you a paper. And I went in there and they have all these programs to join. So they show you like Excel and um, I can't remember the name of all of them. I wanted to apply to one that was like the a Latino group. But that one I couldn't apply because I didn't qualify for the... Um, the semester I think you had to apply you had to since I started in fall yeah you had to be in a spring you had to enter like in the springtime so I couldn't uh join that one but yeah I was only able to get into you know I just got into excel I didn't want to overwhelm myself either with um different things different programs um but yeah that's where that's where I found out about uh, Veronica. I'm trying to go back to the question, yeah. So that's where I found out about Veronica and and Excel. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, do you know why that was a rule, or like, do you wish they didn't have that rule of like you not being able to join the club because you were joining in the spring? Um, does that make sense? Yeah, I I didn't really ask them, but I wish that it wasn't a rule. I was like, are you sure? Like, I can't get in because you know I really want to, and I I don't know I. I really wanted to join. I mean, I could have also joined the Filipino group, right? <laughs> I I didn't have I didn't have to necessarily join into that one, but um I don't know. I just I Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. Like you should be able to join. Like they should be open to having new members, you know. Um Yeah. But you talked about um that professor. Could you tell me about your experience with professors and um, what that's been like? So with the professors, I, you know, I, I, I kind of, in the beginning of college, I didn't want to even email professors because I was so embarrassed to ask questions. And now I just email them, not like crazy, but I do email them if I have questions or a misunderstanding. Um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely encourage people to not be scared of asking questions because sometimes they feel that oh, it's like might might sound bad. Um, but no, definitely ask questions. Um, and what else would I trying to think? Um, I had okay. So talking about that, I had an incident happen to me like in the kind of like in the beginning of the semester where I lost all my classes like they just all like they just disappeared I I couldn't log into my um my blackboard and I couldn't see any of my courses so I obviously I instantly freaked out and what I did was I emailed everybody because I was like I am not about to lose my classes and I am going to graduate (laughs) but you know you start thinking about like the worst worst cases scenarios and so what I did was I emailed all my professors and I told them what was happening and no, wait. Yeah, I emailed them. And then they, so I emailed them. And then what they did was I got, they told me to get in touch with the department. The department, I don't know what you call it, manager or the person who's the, yeah, the head. 
and um what ha- what happened was they got a they got a, a con they got in contact with financial aid and they told me that because I didn't pay my classes but the reason was that I had applied only to seven seven units and I thought that I would be fine because I have financial aid so it turns out that I had so I thought seven units it should be fine I should have given my classes covered no it turns out that you need to have 12 units regardless so I I I knew this I had heard this but I didn't think much like it was going to really affect I was like I've always taken 12 units like what's going to happen if I just take seven this time well no and um, I did email financial aid and they told me like oh we did send you a lot of emails but I always you know you get I don't know if you know what I mean but you get emails saying you know pay your classes pay your classes but you always assume that financial aid is going to cover it so that's what happened to me and then yeah so anyways long story short I emailed them and then they added me back to the classes and I got like three extra classes that I needed because one of them got canceled. So, I mean, just me being able to email them and them helping as well was really what made the difference between saving this semester and not having to just, you know, graduate in the fall or something. But yeah, just emailing them, having that um, connection and talking to them really is what saved me from not yeah, wow, that's so scary. Um, yeah, I think you brought up the importance of communication and how it's like they can't only expect the student to be um, like enforcing this communication. They also need to like do better on their part and like um, like send emails with better headlines, you know, um, or like the students also need to make sure to like check their emails. So it's it's on both parts. Yeah, um, it sort of relates to COVID too because I think COVID makes it more difficult to communicate. Um, could you tell me about how COVID impacted your experience in college? Yes. So COVID, I feel like at first it was like, okay, cool. We're going to get like two weeks off. But <laughs> after that, it was like, oh my goodness, like this is real. Like this is not something to joke with. And, and um, I just felt that it, it was going to affect my learning in the sense that I wasn't sure how serious I was going to take my te- my learning. Like, I didn't know how effective this whole transition would be to myself and just everyone else and, like, students. Um, I feel that I don't have an issue really learning like this. But, of course, there is that where you don't there is that where you don't have the connection with people and you don't see them face to face so I feel that takes away the um that part of like interaction and communicating with people um uh yeah and I don't know I just I I miss going to campus I feel that I definitely miss going to campus and walking and just talking to people I only knew a few people so I didn't know a lot but it's it's definitely something that I really want a lot like people that are not experiencing the college experience to actually experience it because um yeah it's just it's it's different it's not all like how we see it here on through screens and I don't feel that everybody learns the same way I don't feel everybody this method of online works sufficiently for everybody. Um, I have a friend who 
hasn't gone back ever since COVID hit because he says he just cannot learn on like this um, screen learning. So he's, I don't know, he's just not taking classes. So it's just been delaying him. And I'm, and I'm on the other hand, I'm like, no, I need to take classes and I need to graduate because, you know, I have to make ends meet. And I don't know, I, I think it's really hard for, I, I don't think I have it that bad, but I think that other students have it more worse than me. Yeah, definitely. Um, everyone has their own experiences with COVID and with the pandemic and everyone has their own struggles that arose because of it. Um, how do you feel like it impacted your future or what you want to do in the future? Yeah, so currently right now I'm struggling to decide since I'm also moving to my idea is, I don't know, maybe Southern California, I don't know where exactly, but it's it's like deciding I still have to do a credential program and I'm like, can I do it all online? Do I have to do it in person? So it turns out that the one at East Bay is half online and half in person. Since I'm moving, I can't be in person here. So I'm trying to really find what what program best suits me. Like, I know that there's campuses out in Southern California where, no, there's a campus, I, I don't remember the name. I think it's called Redlands. But you can do your credential and your master's, but that would be a two-year program. And I'm going to have a Zoom meeting on the 16th to find out how the San Jose program works. Hopefully that's all online. Um, my, my exam that one of my major exams to get into the program just got canceled on May 1st, which is really strange because I thought COVID was kind of uplifting its regulations and all that. So I was really confused. And so, yeah, they canceled it. So they said that the next one would be in July. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's really strange. And it, it was, a, I'm like, it's an in-paper test. I could sit six feet apart and do it but no it's so I, yeah like you said COVID just has its ways and it's it's affected people in different ways but um yeah so I'm, I'm trying to find the credential program that fit, that works for me so I can start teaching but it's it's not easy at all because they have like all these requirements you have to fall, follow and fulfill and a few of them they are like um bypassing like the volunteer one uh like volunteer i think 45 hours but yeah that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying i'm trying to just start teaching already i just want to have my kids ready and just start <laughs> yeah um what why do you want to move to socal for the program so i i was there for like 18 years of my life mm-hmm. and then i i've been here five years um I just, I don't know, I, I, I love the warm weather. <laughs> I love the warm weather. I'm really cold over here in Northern California. I just, I don't know, I love being, I feel more, like I said, the interaction. And I'm not talking bad, anything about Northern California, because I love it here. But I just feel that the sun makes people more, well, especially over there, more just like, oh, like, let's go out, let's go to the beach, let's um, hang out, let's just be more productive. At least to me, when it's sunny, I feel a lot more productive. I want to do more things. I want to get all my errands out the way. I want to go exercise. Like, I just feel great. And then when it's cold, I just want to be at home and uh, I just feel more sad and I don't want to do anything. And it just works both ways for 
you know, it works differently for people. I speak to people here and they love the cloudy weather or they love the rain. And I love it too, but the cloudy weather here is dominant than the sun. Like, it's just... And so to me personally, I just love it over there because of that. And I just feel that I have... I don't know, I just... I feel like it's cheaper, especially like in the valleys. I'm thinking of over there. Um, but there's just more activities to do. There's just more stuff to do out there. I, I I don't know. Maybe I'm missing out. Maybe I don't know places here. But it could also be because I, I just moved here like five, five years ago. That's that's a lot. But yeah, I don't, I don't really have like family out here and stuff. So maybe that's another reason that I feel that way. <laughs> and I have more of my family over there. Yeah, um, you mentioned how LA is cheaper than the Bay Area. Um, could you tell me about your experience coming to the Bay Area for the first time and just noticing how um, expensive it was and how did you manage that? OMG, it is so expensive, especially out here. And it, it honestly, it's double the price for everything out here. I, I feel that it's you're paying double. It, I mean, obviously, if you go to LA, LA, you're gonna get the, it's the same cost as like San Francisco. But like I'm talking about the valley, that's like that's like saying from here to Tracy, there's that difference between here and Tracy. So that's what I mean. Like I wouldn't live in actually, I would live like an hour away. And um, yeah, the prices, everything is doubled. Like food is doubled here, uh, the cost of living. And um, I'm pretty sure school, I haven't really looked at the prices of school just because I, I don't really pay out of pocket. I don't know. No. So um yeah, it is really expensive here. Yeah. Um, did it put any financial stressors on you and your family? Um, like, first experiencing how expensive everything was? Yes. I'm like, that is why I am moving. And I know California in all is expensive. Like, like that's for sure. Um, so maybe even moving to another state. Who knows? <laughs> like, it's just like that. It's crazy because it's just expensive and... Um, yeah, who knows? I, I love traveling. I love ex- going to different places and I don't have to go back to where, I, where I've been already. So I'm very open to just going to different places and hopefully it's not, they're not cold places, you know? So maybe like Texas, Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you tell me about your experience with housing during college, like before COVID, during COVID, um, anything that feels relevant? Where I lived in Oakland with my aunt, I lived in a studio. But the studio was, the roof was ripped, like, breaking because it wasn't built properly. So, um, you know, we started having issues from there with my aunt telling her, like, you know, this is happening. You need to repair it. So she didn't want to for whatever her reasons were. And, um, yeah, I needed to move out of there because things were just getting out of hands. And it was just, you know, it was going really bad. Um, so I started looking for housing and I couldn't find anything that was within my budget. I was struggling to find, to make ends meet and really realistically think, can I afford this? Can I pay two grand of a thousand five hundred, you know, with, with my job? And I realized like, no, I, I can't, I, I, there's no way that I can pay this, but I'm like, I need to finish college. So how is it? How, how can I make things work? So I got a I got a hold of a person on campus. Her name is Elita. 
and she was the one that they just hired her at that time too so she was the one that really did help me um, sign up for different programs that I qualified for and she was just very resourceful because she had like she would always try you know one of those people who just seek to help you like she would offer me like the food pantry because they do have a food pantry on campus she would offer um I think students could also sign up for CalWORKS um tutoring you know she would always try to be very resourceful but I knew that I also that my focus was you know housing so I was able to join a program after a whole year uh, it's called the Bodhi Services and I was able to apply and get accepted within the program. So that is where I am now here. Um, I've been here for a year. My my lease is going to end in June. By that time, hopefully, I have a place to live. Um, but yeah, they have been very resourceful with my housing. And th- what they do is that they increase your rent by like three months. So like you're, you, you start off paying like the lower amount and then it increases over time. Um, until you, you know, they're no longer in the program. Of course, if you want to stay in within, like let's say I want to stay in this apartment, um, I would have to pay what the official price of the apartment cost to the landlord. But yeah, that is why I'm making my move somewhere else. We'll see because everything's just in the air, and so I don't know. But you know, you have to do what you need to do to survive, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in California, we have a housing crisis currently, um, especially here in the Bay Area. Um, And so when you come here as a student, you're not only worried about being a student, but you also end up worrying about housing and whether or not you're going to have a place to study or a place to sleep, you know? Yeah. So I, 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 it really does, you know, it, it's really sad to know that there's just students out there that can't really focus completely on school because they're thinking about you know, their house and boy, I have a place to sleep and, you know, because your home really does bring you security and it brings you just peace and a place to know where you can come back to sleep. And if you don't have that, it just really interrupts you with everything. It really messes up your whole, um, your sanity and everything. Yeah. Um, from your experience or just from your opinions, um, could you tell me about why housing is necessary for student success? Well, I feel that it is important because you have a place to eat, you have a place to sleep, and you have a place to do your, you know, you have a place to do your homework where it's not pouring rain on you, where there's an internet connection, where I had, I was in this, I taught, what is it called? I had this meeting with Elita, which she always sends me emails like, you know, go in this meeting or please do this or talk to these people about your housing experience because it gives them like insight and like it uh I talked to the contractor that they were going to build I think some apartments for students here on campus and there was this person who spoke about how they had to in order to survive and survive and do good on in school they had to go from bus to bus just so they could read their books and have light and not have rain poured on them so they would just go from bus to bus riding around all day and that's how that person would do their homework because they didn't have a place to sleep. So that just, oh my goodness, like I really, I took that in, like, oh my goodness, that's very true that, you know, housing is important. Yeah, especially as a student, like our source of income comes from our parents most of the time. 
um, and like we can't really be truly independent while going to school. Um, so that's really difficult. Mm-hmm. In terms of long-term goals, like looking towards the future, we know that you want to be a teacher. Is there anything else that um, that you want to do or any anything on your bucket list? Um, yeah, so I, I, like I said, I do definitely want to learn different things, not just teaching. Um, I was thinking of like real estate or something in the beauty industry. Um, I also don't, I also want to go back and get my master's degree. Um, I want to buy a house. (laughs) So yeah, just, just having those, those options for me and, and I just love learning new things. And so I think that, you know, this would definitely help me and just, not just financially, but just knowing different things is very good in general. Not just being, not just knowing one thing, just having, being open to learning different things. Yeah, that's really great. Um, what is one of the biggest takeaways from your college experience? I think what I've enjoyed the most is, is just interaction, like talking to people and getting to make connections with people and and just realizing how we're all similar, very similar. We're going through like the same things. And that makes it more like you don't feel alone. Like, oh, like you're going through that. Oh, I'm going through the same thing too. Oh, like I I thought I was the only one. So you don't really feel alone. You know, a lot of the times we think we're a lot different from people, but we don't realize we have a lot of things in common. And, and, um, yeah, that's, I think, having that not feeling alone, like, oh, my God, this is only happening to me. Yeah. Um, and sort of wrapping up here, could you tell me about what college means to you? College to me means opportunities. Having opportunities, being successful in however you want to define successful. Um, just, yeah, just having, you know, many opportunities opened up for you, for your life, for your career. Um, pathways, just whatever it is you want to do with yourself. And and it just gives you that experience also, that experience in whatever it is your major is. But yeah, I think it's, it's definitely, it's also like happiness. It could be your happiness, um, your family's happiness. And, you, you know, especially if your parents like me want to see you in college, it brings me happiness to know that I bought them happiness. So not just being selfish and thinking about others as well. All right, Michelle, thank you so much for being here today on the podcast. I love listening to what you had to say about housing and um, being a teacher and your experience being a student during the pandemic. Um, I really appreciate everything that you brought to the table today. And um, yeah, best of luck um, with your future and um, can't wait to see you being a teacher. Yeah. Yes. Thank you.